Hello, everyone, and welcome to McGill Care's webcast series, Supporting Family and Informal Caregivers. I'm Claire Webster, a former caregiver, certified dementia care consultant, and founder of the McGill University Dementia Education Program. I work with a dynamic team of leading healthcare professionals to oversee the program, who include Dr. José Moret from the Division of Geriatric Medicine, Dr. Serge Gauthier, McGill University Research Center for Studies in Aging, and Dr. Gerald Freed, McGill Steinberg Center for Simulation and Interactive Learning. These webcasts are made possible thanks to the generosity of donors. And today's webcast is brought to us by Ryan and Dominic Lynham in memory of their wonderful nanas, Stella Pearson and Muriel Wilson. Today, we will be discussing the Global Action Plan on the Public Health Response to Dementia. My guest is Stephanie Friel. She is a consultant in the Department of Mental Health and Substance Use at the World Health Organization. She works with governments, civil society, academia, and people with lived experience to raise awareness of dementia and to structure national policies, strengthen health information systems, and produce normative guidance tools and resources that aim to inform national policy and programmatic implementation. Welcome to McGill Cares. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here today. So my first question is, because Stephanie is Canadian, how did you go from Toronto to Geneva? Absolutely. Um, that's a great question. Um, so I studied um, psychology at the University of Toronto, and I then spent some time working um, for Baycrest Health Sciences in Toronto in the area of psychiatric geriatric research, um, after which I went back to school and did a graduate degree in international relations at the University of Toronto. And during those studies, I had the opportunity to uh, work, for example, with the German government and foreign affairs. And then I spent some time in Toronto working on issues um, in global public health that were both um, related to mental health locally and also internationally. And then following that, had the opportunity also to work with the Ministry of Health and Long-Term Care in the province of Ontario, working on intersectoral policy development. And from there, um, I sort of was able to cohesively leverage my skills and to uh, join the World Health Organization in the area of uh, brain health, specifically focusing on dementia. Well, very, very happy to have you here today. And, you know, there's been a lot of attention um, brought forward about the World Health Organization, especially during the pandemic. So perhaps you can, you know, tell us about the World Health Organization in general. Of course. So WHO came into being uh, in April 1948, when its constitution took effect. And as enshrined in its constitution, WHO's core objective is um, really the attainment by all people of the highest possible level of health. And the constitution also establishes health as a fundamental human right, and it places health at the center of peace, security, and multilateral cooperation. And so WHO's primary role is to direct and coordinate international health within the United Nations, the UN system. The organization's main areas of work include health systems, um, health through the life course, non-communicable disease and communicable diseases, and preparedness, surveillance, and response. 
And broadly speaking, WHO supports countries as they coordinate the efforts of governments, as well as partners, such as bilateral and multilateral aid efforts, funds and foundations, civil society organizations, and the private sector by supporting national health policies and strategies. And just by means of background, 7,000 people currently work for WHO across 150 country offices in six regional offices and at our, our headquarters in Geneva, Switzerland. Wow, that's amazing. Um, so what are the obligations of countries that belong to the World Health Organization? Yes, so states that are WHO members meet every year, as you uh, most likely know, at the World Health Assembly. And so they meet to discuss uh, different points, including determining organizational policies and approving the budget for WHO, appointing a director general where relevant, considering and reporting on health-related recommendations that are made, for example, by the UN General Assembly, the UN Economic and Social Council, or UN Security Council, and also to adopt conventions or agreements related to matters within WHO competence. And each member state has 18 months after the adoption of a convention or agreement by the World Health Assembly to take action relative to its acceptance. And so WHO also has an executive board made up of member states that gives effect to the World Health Assembly's decisions and policies. It also provides advice or proposals to the World Health Assembly, and it submits uh, WHO's general program of work, so WHO's multi-year work plan for approval to the World Health Assembly. And it's important to keep in mind, however, that WHO is a normative organization. And so what this means is that the organization cannot force countries to implement any given action, nor can it interfere with sovereign affairs. However, member states are held accountable to their commitments that are adopted through the World Health Assembly. So can you talk about the Global Action Plan on the Public Health Response to Dementia? So in, um, in May 2017, the Global Action Plan on the Public Health Response to Dementia, which runs from 2017 to 2025, was adopted by the 70th World Health Assembly in Geneva, Switzerland. And it represents a commitment by member states to improve the lives of people with dementia, their carers, their families, and to create a world where they can live well and receive the care and support that they need in order to fulfill their potential with dignity, respect, autonomy, and equality. And the Global Dementia Action Plan includes seven strategic areas for action. And these are dementia policy, dementia awareness and friendliness, risk reduction, diagnosis, treatment, care and support, support for dementia cares, information systems for dementia, and dementia research and innovation. And each of these action areas is underpinned by a global target to be achieved by countries together with partners such as civil society, academia, and the private sector by 2025. Each of the seven action areas and the Global Dementia Action Plan more broadly is also grounded in cross-cutting principles. And so these include the human rights of people with dementia, empowerment and engagement of people with dementia in their cares, evidence-based practice for dementia risk reduction and care, multi-sectoral collaboration, universal health and social care coverage, equity, and appropriate attention to dementia prevention, cure, and care. How does the World Health Organization contribute to raising awareness and understanding of dementia around the world? Sure, so this is an important area uh, of work, dementia awareness. And a common misconception is that dementia is a natural and inevitable part of aging rather than a disease progress. And this has significant implications in terms of stigmatization, discrimination, and barriers to accessing diagnosis and care. And we also know that people with dementia are frequently denied their human rights in many countries, in both the community and care homes. 
So for these reasons, it, it's really of the utmost importance to help improve public understanding of dementia, to reduce stigma and discrimination associated with the disease, educate people about the human rights of people with dementia, and enhance public knowledge of dementia risk factors, signs, and symptoms. And so in this regard, WHO is working closely with civil society partners, such as Alzheimer's Disease International, their national associations and governments, but also organizations that are led by and for people with dementia, such as Dementia Alliance International, to implement dementia awareness raising programs. And so for an example, in 2019, the Pan American Health Organization, PAHO, which is WHO's representation in the Americas, partnered with Alzheimer's Disease International to run a month-long regional dementia awareness campaign. And so the region of the Americas Let's Talk About Dementia campaign aimed to get people talking more comfortably and openly about Alzheimer's disease and also to contribute to better planning and support for people living with dementia and their carers. And WHO also works with partners to support World Alzheimer's Month that runs um, every year in September. And as a last point, um, WHO is also working to enhance the meaningful inclusion of people with dementia in society, including their participation in activities of the wider community and to foster cultural, social and civic participation. And so this requires changes both to the physical business environment and the social environment. And to support communities in this process, WHO is launching Towards a Dementia Inclusive Society, a WHO toolkit, which provides guidance related to implementing, scaling and evaluating dementia-friendly initiatives, as well as integrating these into existing efforts, for example, those related to age-friendly cities. So just as a question now, so this toolkit would be available to the different countries and then hoping that they're going to implement? That's correct. So this toolkit uh, will be launched very shortly in the next few months, um, and it will be made available. It's to communities and to countries to um, assist them, support them to drive forward the vision of fostering dementia-inclusive society. So it's a very practical toolkit. It includes both sort of a conceptual framework, but it also includes very practical implementation steps in terms of uh, implementing, for example, dementia-friendly initiatives or integrating dementia into age-friendly initiatives. Okay. And do you do you see, like, are there a lot of countries around the world that have, like, are you able to tell us, like, what countries are doing, let's say, a better job in terms of implementing those strategies than others? Or... Yeah, so I think there's a lot of variation and there's also consideration um, to the fact that different countries are at different stages, right? So there are a number of countries that are um, still very much focused on raising awareness of dementia in the broader public. Other countries have already moved beyond that stage and are really focused on strengthening um, policies for dementia, improving integrated service delivery for dementia, supporting carers. So there's a, we see a wide variation uh, worldwide. Okay. So um, can you explain to us what the World Health Organization is currently doing to support caregivers? Mm -hmm. Of course. So Action Area 5 of the Global Dementia Action Plan focuses specifically on support for dementia carers. And in collaboration with other national partners, uh, WHO supports member states to meet the needs of carers and also to prevent a decline in carers' physical and mental health as well as their social well-being. And so one relevant program that WHO has developed is iSupport. iSupport is WHO's knowledge and skills training program for carers of people with dementia. The program aims to prevent and decrease mental and physical health problems that are associated with caregiving and also to improve the lives of those who are caring for people with dementia. 
So iSupport is composed of 23 lessons that are organized into five modules, addressing information that focuses on, for example, self-care, asking for help while caring for someone with dementia, ensuring that the person continues to receive care, responding to changes in the person with dementia, and providing everyday care. And the program is currently available um, as a manual, which can be downloaded from WHO's website and used offline, for example, in low resource settings. And the program will also soon be available online in both English and Spanish. Um, and just to note that iSupport is currently being adapted in 21 countries across all of WHO's six regions. And just as a final point that I'd like to highlight in the area of care support, um, this Friday on 26th of February, WHO will launch M-Dementia, which is an M-Health toolkit on dementia risk reduction and care support. And by means of background, the toolkit was developed by Be, Be Healthy, Be Mobile, which is a joint initiative between WHO and the International Telecommunications Union that helps address non-communicable disease risk factors through M-Health programming. And so M-Dementia is composed of two modules, M-Dementia Prevention and M-Dementia Support, with public health messages that are extracted both from WHO's guidelines on risk reduction of cognitive decline and dementia, as well as iSupport. So what is M-Health, sorry, can you explain that? Of course, so M-Health is mobile health. Um, so it's essentially the, um, the use of uh, mobile and digital health technology. So for example, information communication technologies to um, implement health programs, in this case, for example, related to uh, risk reduction for dementia and to supporting care. So for example, um, it, through this program, individuals will be able to follow and to receive content and tips um, for example, through SMS, an SMS system, and so using both sort of push and pull notifications to um, to interact with the user. Okay. Well, we for those people watching, we currently have the uh, the link to iSupport on the uh, McGill Dementia Education uh, website under resources section, so people can access that. And then the new one that you're developing is that going to be an app? Did it sound is it is it or is it going to be um, on your website as well? So this will be on our website as well. It will be um, in the form of a toolkit uh, that includes operational guidance um, for governments and other partners, as well as the content library of messages that were uh, developed in an evidence-based manner, as I mentioned, based on WHO's guidelines for the risk reduction of dementia, as well as the iSupport program for care of people with dementia. Um, how is the WHA supporting the global response to dementia in times of COVID-19? Yes, um, so COVID-19, as we know, has resulted in the discontinuation of many community-based and caregiver support services that have placed additional stress on the mm -hmm. caregivers and mm -hmm. that have also further amplified feelings of isolation. And so to address this, WHO has extracted practical support messages from the iSupport program that I was just mentioning and disseminated these through our website as well as social media in the form of posters, videos, and Q&As. So this is really sort of a, a short version of iSupport. The cares of people with dementia can draw on these tips when and as needed for support. Um, and WHO has also been involved in developing mental health and psychosocial guidance for older adults, including people with dementia. Uh, this guidance focuses on issues such as equity, human rights, ageism, care continuity, social protection, violence against older adults and neglect, as well as consideration for family members and caregivers of older adults. 
Um, and WHO has also produced key messages for older adults related to COVID-19 um, and um, disseminating these through, for example, primary healthcare workers that are engaging with older adults. Um, an issue that has also been the topic of much recent global media attention over the last months and last year is the significantly disproportionate COVID-19 related mortality rates in nursing and long-term care homes worldwide, where of course many people with dementia reside. And at the end of last year, WHO updated guidance related to infection prevention and control for long-term care facilities in the context of COVID-19, addressing issues such as physical distancing, visitor policies, and restriction of movements, all of which of course have significant human rights implication for people with dementia living in long-term care settings. Mm -hmm. And so just to highlight that issues associated with human rights um, have also been mentioned in uh, policy briefs on older adults, mental health and disability that were issued by the United Nations Secretary General's office. And these policy briefs really point towards the importance of targeted support rather than blanket policies, particularly in addressing the needs and safeguarding the human rights of vulnerable populations such as people with dementia. And so more specifically, it's particularly important for COVID-19 responses. I'd just like to highlight this here, COVID-19 responses and recovery to respond to the multiple and intersecting forms of discrimination that are faced by persons with disabilities, including people with dementia. I mean, on a personal note, you know, I work with families on a day-to-day -day basis and the biggest challenge, I mean, there's a lot of challenges, but a lot of the challenges that I'm really seeing is, you know, because unfortunately most families, when they receive a diagnosis of dementia, they're not provided with any information about the disease, how it progresses, what to expect. So now we have a population of, of care partners that are, you know, at home, under house arrest, as many of them put it, looking after a loved one who has dementia and they don't have the necessary skills at all to navigate this journey. And that's a really big problem. You know, they're, they're now all of a sudden these people are faced with having to manage some of the challenging behaviors, not having the necessary skill set to do so. And so is, is, that a, is that an issue that WHO recognizes? I mean, the fact that, you know, uh, I, for years, I've been trying to advocate about the importance of properly educating care partners, you know, on, 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 you know, from the very beginning. Is that something that the WHO has been also looking at? Absolutely. So as I mentioned, WHO has a very strong focus on care support. And as part of our work in that area, um, we're very much focused on enhancing the knowledge and the skills and capacities of carers to care for themselves, to be able to care for the person with dementia, and of course, acknowledging that um, carers often hold um, or have multiple hats, right? So mm -hmm. they might be a spouse, they might be a carer, they might also have childcare, they have work engagements. So there are a lot of competing uh, demands on carers of people with dementia. And for this reason um, is why WHO has developed and is developing resources such as eye supports and, and dementia. And I also find what's been lacking a bit is that there is no, there's currently really no global public awareness campaigns for on dementia. You know, even you know, you, when you look at other mental health issues like depression, for example, there's a, you know, there's a lot of talk recognizing signs and symptoms. You know, is is the WHO working on any type of public awareness campaign that could be, you know, you know, shared with the various countries, and that we could have kind of like a harmonized awareness campaign? 
Yes, absolutely. That's a very good point. So um, as I mentioned earlier, September is usually World uh, Alzheimer's Month. Uh, so WHO and other partners, uh, for example, Alzheimer's Disease International always uh, plan various activities, particularly awareness raising activities. Um, but WHO is looking to also take lessons learned from, for example, as I mentioned earlier, successful regional um, public awareness campaigns that have been implemented, such as the one in the Americas by the Pan American Health Organization and Alzheimer's Disease International in collaboration with local partners and governments, and to um, to foster that approach in other regions of the world as well. So this is very much something that, that we're looking at indeed. So let's talk about Canada. So, you know, how is Canada contributing to the World Health Organization's Global Action Plan on Dementia? Absolutely. Um, so Canada was one of the 194 member states that unanimously adopted the Global Dementia Action Plan at the World Health Assembly in 2017. And through the Public Health Agency of Canada, Canada is also supporting the development of the Global Dementia Observatory and the Global Dementia uh, Observatory Knowledge Exchange Platform, which I will talk about shortly. Um, so Canada is making significant progress in supporting the implementation of the Global Dementia Action Plan, including through the development of its National Dementia Strategy, the Dementia Strategy for Canada, Together We Aspire, that was adopted in 2019. The um, Canada's National Dementia Strategy is closely aligned um, to the Global Dementia Action Plan, in fact, with objectives that relate to dementia prevention, diagnosis, treatment and care, with a focus on dementia awareness and, and inclusiveness, as well as on provi uh, provider capacity building, care support, research and innovation, as well as surveillance and data. Um, the national strategy also reflects important principles that are embedded in the Global Dementia Action Plan, such as equity, human rights, evidence-based practice, multi-sectoral collaboration, and appropriate attention to dementia prevention, cure, and care. Canada is also participating in WHO's Global Dementia Observatory, which is a global data and knowledge exchange platform that offers access to key dementia data in the areas of policy, service delivery, and information and research. The Global Dementia Observatory acts to support countries in measuring progress on dementia actions that are outlined in the Global Dementia Action Plan, as well as national progress. And it also assists countries in strengthening policies, service planning, and health and social care systems for dementia. And uh, WHO has also received interesting good practice examples from stakeholders in Canada that feature innovative programs and projects aimed at improving the health, independence, and quality of life of people with dementia. And these case studies will be featured on WHO's knowledge um, exchange platform that is currently being developed. And finally, um, Canada is making impressive strides in fostering a neuroscience ecosystem through ongoing clinical research and technology-based advances to improve dementia diagnosis and treatment, including inspiring work uh, that's being led right here at McGill University. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, just as a, as a final point, um, there's always more that can be done by every country and by every actor, including WHO. And at the international level, many countries could really benefit from Canada's leadership, for example, through the exchange of lessons learned and good practices as related to dementia policy or in the area of service delivery or research, as well as innovative advances in the area of virtual care, particularly relevant, of course, within the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. And in fact, Canada is developing a strong digital health infrastructure, which 
as the potential to not only increase access to care in Canada's rural and remote areas, but they can also inform the delivery of services and support in lower resource countries. So for all of the, the wonderful resources that you shared, what would be the website that people can go to? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the easiest way really is to go to who.int um, and then look under the health topics for dementia and that will take you straight to the dementia webpage for the WHO. And the I support document, which is I've looked at it and it is a truly an incredible document. How many languages has it been translated into? Right yes. Now? Yeah, so for now it's uh, only currently available in English, but it is being translated into Spanish and it is also being translated into um, Italian and into French at the moment. Well, McGill University received some very exciting news uh, about a month ago that we have been commissioned to write the World Alzheimer's Report for 2021 and 2022. Uh, we are working with Alzheimer's Disease International, and then we will definitely be collaborating with the World Health Organization. And the reports focus on the journey of dementia, the journey of the diagnosis of dementia, as well as post-diagnostic care. So what we call the prescription of care and really how to support care partners. So we're so excited to have been commissioned uh, for these reports and really look forward to working with you in the future. Absolutely, it's a fascinating topic and, uh, and great accomplishment. So congratulations. Thank you. Well, um, thank you very much for taking the time to be with us today. Thank you for having me, it was a great pleasure. So, um, on our next uh, episode of McGill Cares, which will be on Wednesday, March 10th, the topic will be activities to engage persons with advanced dementia. It's truly going to be an amazing webcast on how to offer loving care and dignity in the final stages of the disease. Uh, my guest will be Joyce Simar. She is an adjunct associate professor at the School of Nurse Nursing, University of Western Sydney, Australia and the patron and founder of Namaste Care International. Um, like I say, I've already met Joyce and it's gonna be a truly special webcast on just really preserving the dignity and, and being compassionate towards an individual in the final stages of the illness. This webcast is an initiative of the McGill Dementia Education Program, which is funded by private donations. Once again, I would like to thank Ryan and Dominic Lynam in memory of their wonderful Nana, Stella Pearson and Muriel Wilson for sponsoring today's webcast. If you'd like to make a contribution or for more information about our program, please visit us at mcgill.ca slash dementia. And if you have any questions or comments, please email us at dementia at mcgill.ca. Thank you for watching.